So how's everybody doing? Good. <laughs> Anybody feel more sleepy after the meditation? Anybody feel more awake, more clear? So I'd like to use the next 10 minutes just for questions and answers. Questions about your practice, about meditation. I mean, I guess technically about anything you want, but <clears throat> probably meditation would be helpful right now. I feel like I went like this and my hands just kind of want to like come together. Yeah. But is it more like receptive to be like this? Like what is the purpose of palms up during meditation? So hand placement in meditation um, is not something I would say to think about right now. Not so important. Um, eventually, one of the most basic things I've realized about my hands is their placement starts to um, inform my posture a little bit. That when my hands are more up here, I kind of sit up straighter. When my hands are down here, my back starts to curve. So sometimes I've noticed, just really practically speaking, where my hands are located on my legs can make my back hunch forward or sit up. My teacher <clears throat> told me that he says also if you're feeling too hot, if your body feels hot, you could actually put your palms open. Or if your mind is overactive, put your hands open. Um, if you're feeling cold, you want to keep in heat, put your hands down. In, um, in some of the Zen traditions, they like to sit like this, thumbs in front of each other. And also in Thailand, they say, you know, right foot over left, right hand over left. So it's part of their regimen. Um, and then you get into things eventually like mudras, this I don't think is actually Buddhist. But they do different mudras like holding, you know, touching your pinky finger, touching your forefinger, one's for concentration, one's for balance. Um, this did not originate, the Buddha never spoke about stuff like this. It's not Buddhist. Um, and I think by the time you're working with things that get that subtle, you've already kind of really mastered some of these more basic techniques. Um, so ultimately, hands, I would say wherever's comfortable. So okay. <clears throat> if your hands are gravitating more towards here, then that's your hands telling you this is where we go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, what else? Question. I wanted to ask about the idea of struggle or effort during meditation. You spoke last week about not trying to force stillness. Right? You get the example of you can't force a pond to be still. That makes a lot of sense to me. When I think about applying that, I go to not applying effort. And when I do that, <clears throat> I can't tell the difference between meditating or just thinking with my eyes closed. Yeah. So, if you can talk a little bit about what kinds of effort are right or wrong type of effort to apply. Sure. So, uh, did I, I spoke about a garden last time too, I think? Or was I? I think so. I teach a lot, so it's hard for me to keep track of what's left. <laughs> 
But so right effort in a garden means water, sunlight, earth, weeds. Wrong effort is grabbing the plant and trying to pull it to stretch it. So effort in meditation, it's about feeding the conditions, right? So if you're trying to force your mind to be still, uh, it does nothing for you. If you just sit here and close your eyes, probably does nothing for you. So the process that I lead you guys through in the guided meditation, it's a process of relaxation, right? So relaxing the body, starting to come into a place that you feel that you feel relaxed, but you feel also like a sense of wellness, right? That you, the body feels, ah, it's nice to sit here. Um, a body peacefulness, almost, we could call it. And then I bring you into feeling the breath flowing in and out, which kind of starts to bring the mind in a little bit, but still with that peaceful element that you're kind of just feeling this. And then ultimately what starts to happen is that that peacefulness starts to become a feeling. You start to feel more relaxed, feel peaceful. And that feeling is what brings you deeper into the meditation. So right effort in meditation, it's actually cultivating the feelings of relaxation, the feelings of peace, the feelings of contentment. It's very, very normal and expected that right now, you guys, you're going to come in here, you're going to sit down, you're going to close your eyes, breathe, and you're going to be lost in daydreamy thought kind of things. Yeah. Um, I am too. Okay? It's also things come up in my mind, but I personally have learned that I don't focus on those. I've learned how to just relax more and relax more, and sometimes, right, you're in your thoughts, and then you drop out of them and then you're back here, right? Maybe you guys have noticed it comes in waves. You're kind of lost, and then you're kind of back, and then you're lost, and then you're back, and then you're lost, and you're back. Every time that I come back, so I've realized that I've, I, I was previously lost, suddenly I'm back, and every time I'm back, I kind of just relax more and I smile more. So I give my mind more reason to stay here. So right effort in meditation, so one of my teachers, Achim Brahm, he said, it's actually practicing harmlessness, yeah? It's practicing kindness, and it's practicing making peace. Right? Maybe, it was, maybe it was gentleness and harmlessness, right? But it's not a process of what, it's a process of how. So right meditation, right effort in meditation, it's not a process of what, it's a process of how. So it's about how you're approaching your mind, how you're relating to the process, process-oriented. So. If you stay relaxed, you stay peaceful, you stay happy, you stay accepting, whatever is coming is fine. And every time you realize that you are lost, actually means that you're already back. So the mistake a lot of people make is that once they're back, they start thinking about how they were lost or thinking about how not to be lost, right? They start trying to stay present. So they're filling the space they've just created with with garbage, with more thinking, right? So when you realize that you were lost, know that that means that you must be back now because you're not lost anymore. Um, so actually the, the Sanskrit, so the Pali word for, um, for mindfulness, it's sati. Sati originally meant memory. It's about memory. So 
knowing that that's the root, you could see that mindfulness, right, the mindfulness of our breathing, right, that mindfulness has a quality of remembering. So it's almost that you're just remembering that you're breathing, right? So we could almost say that when you're lost, it means that you're not, and in that moment, you're not remembering. And then your mind all by itself remembers and it comes back. Yeah, so they say that, or maybe I thought this myself, that you, you'll go away all by yourself and then you'll come back all by yourself. So there's nothing you can do. You'll go away, you can't control that, and you'll come back, you can't control that. Once you're back, however, you want to make this as beautiful as possible that the mind is happy. Anytime I go and I come back, I really, I sit. Sometimes I feel like maybe I should have you guys like just watch me meditate sometimes. Because I'll just sit. And I'll relax more. I'll smile, it feels nice to smile, so. And I'm kind of sinking, I'm relaxing. Smiling, it feels nice here. Yeah, a thought comes up, and I relax. The thought goes away, I smile. And I keep feeding this, this joy, this pleasure, this relaxation, this good feeling into this moment, that it's good to sit here, it feels nice. It feels nice, it feels peaceful, I'm smiling, I'm happy, I'm relaxed. And I keep feeding that, and the mind just, it eats that up. It just kind of, it sinks deeper and deeper and deeper into the present moment. And what you're doing is you're also, you're taking the power away from the thinking mind. Because it feels so good to be present that eventually the thinking mind is just kind of this wisps in the back. It's not even there anymore. And it's just this peacefulness, right? And then eventually the mind clicks into that zone. And then that's when you can sit for hours. You don't even notice because you're just. Yeah, it feels so good. It's just like, ah. It's like everything melts away. It's just like, ah. Sounds great, right? It's quite hard to do. I, I, at home, I try to practice a little bit of this. For two minutes, it seemed like I was meditating. And before I realized that I was busy thinking, thinking about some work or something like mm. that, and uh, found that I stopped meditating long ago. <laughs> Good. So you got two minutes. <laughs> Congratulations. Good job. Keep going. <laughs> Make that two minutes, three minutes. Yeah. As soon as you have one moment, you've done it. Because as soon as you've made that experience, that there is this thing called relaxation, that there is this thing called quiet, as soon as you pierce that one time, then it's just about making that hole bigger. Yeah? As soon as you've made that experience of sitting, smiling, breathing, relaxing, feeling peaceful, relaxed, as soon as you've gotten yourself into that zone one time, that's it. You've already done it. And then it's just slowly familiarizing, right? Meditation, it's about familiarizing ourselves keep getting familiar with that place, the brain starts to change, actually, as well. And your mind starts to know that's how to get back in that zone, right? The more you play an instrument, the more you play a computer game, the more you do anything, you start to get better at it, you get easier at it, it gets in the zone, right? We put so much time into a lot of things in our life that don't bring us anything. Yet something like meditation, which could really change your life, and I tell you from experience, really can change your life fundamentally. People don't really put in that much effort. It's kind of crazy for me, but... But when you really sit and you meditate, meditate every day, you put in effort, you do it. 
and you'll notice that you start to get better. It gets bigger, that space of peace. It gets bigger and bigger, and it starts to get deeper and more powerful. And you can start to call on it much easier. Yeah, you start to get right in there. You know how it works. Yeah, so if you have two minutes, awesome. Good job. Yeah, really. Very good. Okay, last question. Who's you? Yeah. Also, you can drive and be very mindful of your driving. What's that? You can drive very mindful, oh, too. Most yeah. of us get somewhere and we have no idea how we got here because we were somewhere else. Yeah. We weren't in a car. Yeah. I've got a really crazy one for you guys, right? But that's distracted driving. That's just what it is. So sometimes, okay, sometimes I get a little crazy, okay? Don't judge me. <laughs> sometimes I drive and I don't listen to any music or anything. I just drive silently in the car, and that's it. It's crazy. Um, so I would say, if you want your, your questions about how much to meditate, how much to practice, how long, right, per meditation. You know, personally, I've never been a big fan of timing my meditations. In the monastery, we had very set times meditations. Um, we'd sit for you know, 30 minutes or an hour in the morning, depending on the time of the year, half an hour at night. And on retreats, we'd sit for 45 minutes, then a small break, then 45 minutes and a break. Um, and, you know, then we'd sit, we'd extend it to an hour and then a break. And then I got, then I was off in the timekeeper, so I'd be sitting at the front with my, with my bell and this, and, you know, 50 people behind me for an hour-long meditation. And I would start to know, because... At the beginning, of course, I could always keep checking, like, how long, how long, how long, you know. It's a terrible job. Um, and then I started to know how it felt, actually. So I got to the point during those meditations where I would sit there, and I would feel the check the time, and I would know, no, that's just 10 minutes. And I would just keep sitting, and I'd feel again, and I'd think, no, it's a half an hour. And then I'd feel, and I'd say, mm, 46 minutes, you know, whatever. And then I'd feel, and then I'd say, okay, now we're getting towards an hour. And then I'd open my eyes, and it was almost exactly an hour. So I, started, I could start to feel what does an hour feel like by just sitting there. Um, I personally, personally find it's, it's terrible. It's terrible to meditate with a clock, a timer. Everybody does it. A lot of people do it. They set a timer, and they sit for this amount of time. I hate it. When I set a timer, my mind's the whole time freaking out. Um, personally, I sit down because it feels really good to sit, and I get up when, it, when I'm done sitting. Yeah, I'll just simply sit, and it's like, ah, oh, it's nice, and if you relax and good and you're good, and eventually I'll just be like, ah, oh, okay, and like, you know, kind of just come out of it. So I just really do it through my feeling. When I feel that I'm through, when I feel that I've got through this layer of tension, this layer of stuff, when I feel that all this is melted off of me and I feel it's like a brainwash, right? But it's a good kind of brainwash. Like you just washed all that stuff away. And, ah, and I feel peaceful. Then I come out of it. 
in depth, like my, this is my daily life. I'll sometimes wake up in the morning and just kind of sit in the bed for a little bit and just breathe and it feels like, okay. Um, when I'm on retreats, when I have time for myself, sometimes like in this weekend actually, I'm taking a, doing a three-day solo retreat. I try to do this every month if I can, take three days just by myself, find a place. Um, and it's the same thing. So even though I have nothing to do, I have no schedule, no, I'll still just sit, and it feels good to sit, so I'll sit, and I'll breathe, and I'll kind of, you know, I'll stay with it just because that's what I'm there to do. But when I feel that it's time, or I feel that my mind is really fighting against it, or there's something, then I'll, you know, then I'll get up. Um, but the trick is, especially on retreats, is that then you can do walking meditation. If your mind doesn't want to sit, then say, oh, then we'll walk, and then you could walk. You know, and if that doesn't walk, you can say, okay, then I'm going to go walk in the forest, right? Which is still very mindful, very nice, very kind of open, still energizing. And then um, maybe I'll go take a shower or something, right? Drink tea, just hang out. And then eventually I'll feel again more relaxed and then I can go and sit again, right? So it's about kind of playing with it and adjusting it. But for daily life, really make it work for you, right? So don't go through any heroic efforts to, you know, really just what feels right, what feels good. But don't sell yourself short, because I'm telling you guys that there's like amazing, it's like a blueberry pie, right? So there's this crust on top, yeah? And a lot of people, when they first approach the meditation, they just see this crust, right? They try to meditate, they don't really get anything good, it's just this crust, it's like, eh, it's, it's, it's restless, and I have pain, and it's weird, and it's not working, right? But, but then you start to get down, you start to get through that crust, and there's like more crust, kind of, you know, it's still not really working, there's, but then the crust gets a little gooier, and then you're like, oh, this is, you know, I'm, I have two minutes of relaxation now. It's starting to get nice, right? But then you'll break through that crust and you'll get to like that, the gooey, delicious blueberry filling of the meta. You know, you get to this place and it's amazing. It's delicious. It's nourishing. It's like exquisite. The best way I can describe it, it's an exquisite piece. Like it's literally like a bliss. It's an exquisite piece that's just so deep and piercing. And it's so pure, like you just feel so well rested. It's like your mind is like, ah, it just rests in that. It's like taking a shower. After a long day, you take a shower and you just get everything off of you. That's like what it does with your mind. It's like, like everything just pools off. It's amazing. And when you start getting that place in meditation, when you start really getting this, this relaxation, this beauty, this you want to meditate because you know that it's in there and it's accessible and you start to know how to get there. And it's no more like a duty. At the beginning, it's more like a duty. Like, I have to do it. I'm trying. It's more of like an effort in terms of like, even though I've gotten no kind of results from this, I still sit up and do it. I would say that's the only effort in meditation is getting your butt sitting and your eyes closed. Yeah, and just doing it. Just putting yourself... It's like in yoga, they say, just get on the mat, right? Just get on the seat. And just keep at it. And keeping at it means like relaxing, being happy. Like you shouldn't, you sit there and you smile. Yeah. Maybe for the last meditation today, my, everyone has to smile. Do you guys all have you beautiful smiles? Do you guys have nice smiles? Nice smile, nice smile. You guys could smile a little more. Yeah. Okay, very good. Yeah. Yeah. You can really just sit there and smile. There's a meditation teacher that I know of. And that's, what he, that's how he teaches retreats. And people come from all over, and they're like, I've been trying, I've been with this teacher and this teacher, it doesn't work, doesn't work, doesn't work. And they go to there, and he goes, you're just going to sit, and you're going to smile. 
They're like, but, you know, but my teacher said, follow the breath, do this. No, 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 follow the breath, just smile. Yeah, but, no, no, just smile. And they'll sit there and smile, and they'll walk out and say, that was the most profound, beautiful experience I've ever had, right? Because they've dropped it. They've dropped the effort. They're not trying. They're just relaxing, and they're enjoying. They're watering the plant. They're feeding it the conditions it needs to grow. They're just smiling. They're happy to be there. They're relaxed. They throw meditation out the window. I'm not going to try to meditate. I'm just going to enjoy sitting here. And that's when it starts to happen. When you really give up meditating, and you start to enjoy just sitting here. You start to enjoy breathing. You start to enjoy just being. Yeah, when you start to enjoy that stuff, that's when your practice really starts to take fire. And the, that really good, gooey, blueberry, delicious stuff starts to come out, starts to be delicious, starts to feel good to sit there. It's nourishing. And then you'll want to do it more. Then it becomes, right, it becomes a priority because it feels so good. And it's, it's good for you. It feels healthy. It's like eating a good salad, right? You feel good in your mind. It's like some meditation propaganda for you guys. But it's true. It's really true. I gain, personally, I gain nothing if you guys are any happier by the time you walk out of here or not. I gain nothing. But I do this because I've experienced it, because I know what it has to offer. And like, there was times where I would meditate, I would come out, and I would start crying because I know how much pain people are in how much people, same thing, how much I wish I could share that experience with other people, but I had no possibility, you know, because I just know what it feels like to, to not have that, to, to be trapped in a mind that is suffering. I know what that's like. At many years of my life, I was trapped. And to know that there's something else, um, like there's no greater wish than just that everybody else can feel that too. So, yeah. Meditation? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They say that for the body to become strong, the body needs movement. Right? Gym, working out, hiking. Body needs movement to get strong. For the mind to get strong, it needs stillness. And I'm sure you've noticed that your minds are running all day, and that's why you're scattered, you're exhausted, you can't do anything. Because right? movement actually weakens the mind. Stillness strengthens the mind. And stillness happens through feeding the conditions of joy, relaxation, peace, enjoying where you are, contentment feeding contentment, joy into the mind, and the mind stills itself, becomes present. And then it starts to get stronger, right? It's also good, it heals traumas. Because what is a trauma? A trauma is something that happens to you, and it makes you feel like you always have to be on guard, right? Something happens to you, and emotionally, you are always on guard. There's a part of you that's always ready to attack or to defend. That's what trauma does. When you meditate and you really feel it, you get to a place where you realize everything's okay, that I'm safe, that everything is okay. It irons out the creases in your mind. Like you iron out like a dress shirt or something, it irons out the creases, all these things in your mind. 
they realize that's fine and a lot of stuff immediately just drops right away yeah it's really healing also it's healing So for time, we cannot do a walking meditation today. So why don't we do a...